Welcome to the Leave Insert Guidance Podcast. My name is Donica O'Mahony, a secondary school guidance counsellor, and I also run the Leave Insert Guidance Instagram and TikTok pages. So if you're not following those social media accounts, make sure to do so because we're coming up to a very busy period. Okay, on today's show, I'm flying solo. We've no guest with us this week, uh, but this week we're going to be talking about preparing for the mock exams. So we have third year students and sixth year students who will be doing mock exams over the next few weeks. And this is very new to a lot of students and even just exams in general. Like This year's sixth years didn't sit a junior cert exam. So it's very new to the junior certs and even uh, to the leave inserts as well. So what we're going to be talking about first is Creating a study schedule. I would recommend creating a study schedule because it takes away the procrastination. You have written down your entire day. I would write down the time you're in school, when you're going for dinner, when you have football training, when you're doing your study, when you want to have downtime, when you're going to watch Netflix. I would write everything down because, like I said, it takes away the procrastination element of what you have to do. You see a timetable, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing now, and that's what you go and do. I really feel the study schedule is a great benefit to students who have one. And I think students who don't have a study schedule often find it difficult to get that motivation. But when you see it written down in front of you, you know the objective, then it's that little bit easier. So if you don't have a study schedule for your mock preparation, I would recommend highly that you sit down and you do one. And even sit down with somebody who might be of help to you in creating this study schedule. But to have that study time mapped out as well. I would imagine over the next few weeks, a lot of your teachers are not going to give you too much homework because you're going to be preparing for the mock exams. So it's important that we log in there the times that you want to be studying. Okay, so that's where the study schedule is really beneficial to students. It takes away from not doing and not being motivated and even takes away that little bit of anxiety that, God, I haven't done as much as I should have done. But when you see it written down and I've completed this, 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 I'm on the right track to getting where I want to go. So the study schedule is really important. After that, then students sometimes struggle with topics that they should be studying. Now, every Leave Insert subject will have a list of topics that students should have studied before sitting the Leave Insert exam. And you can get that list. And what I would recommend to do is highlight on that list the topics you feel that you haven't covered enough or that you didn't understand or that you didn't give some revision time to. And I would recommend studying that topic that you haven't given enough time to or that you didn't understand. But when it comes to studying at this stage, we're looking at active study versus passive study. Now, passive study is more reading and writing notes, reading the textbook, writing notes. Active study is really testing yourself. Now, in this case, active study is going to be past exam papers. We want you to sit down with past exam papers, especially at this stage with only a few weeks to go to the mocks, and really test yourself. Give yourself an exam question under exam conditions with a certain 
uh, time you have to complete it on. And we're doing this with the textbook closed and your notes closed as well. So you'll have done a lot of revision notes up until now. So there's no really need to use that time to be writing out notes and flashcards. All that should be done at this stage. What you want to do now is test yourself without those notes, without that notebook. One of the crucial things I see students doing or one of the bad things I see them doing in preparation for the mocks and for exams is having their textbook wide open while they're answering a past exam question. And really, that's no good to anybody. You want to test yourself. You're trying to test that knowledge. And at the end of the question, we can correct that question then. We can open up our textbook, open up our notes, see what we left out. Okay, I've left this out of the question. I've left that out of the question. You can even use past marking schemes to help you with correcting and knowing what you should have had in that answer. And whatever you didn't have, we'll jot that down and say, that'll be part of my revision. And when I answer this question next, I'll have that part in it as well. The active that we're looking at now is past exam papers. That's where all your work should be right now. Because past exam papers are beneficial even from understanding the layout of the paper, understanding what to expect when you go in there understanding how many marks each question gets. Understanding all of that is really important. So as well as the revision and the knowledge for the test, that you understand the layout of the test as well, that you understand that question one is 10 marks. I'm not going to spend too much time on that, but I see question three here, that's 70 marks. I'm going to give that a significant more time. So practicing exam papers timing yourself, keep testing yourself, keep correcting yourself as well, is a really important part of active studying. A lot of students then will be nervous with the exams coming up. And like I said previously, some students mightn't have a huge amount of experience with exams because either you're junior cert and this is the first time around, or you're leaving cert and you didn't get to do a junior cert a few years ago due to the pandemic. So understanding that nerves are a good thing. On this podcast a few weeks ago, we had Dr. Laura Buckley, who's a psychologist. And Laura was saying that it is important for you to feel a little bit nervous in preparation for the exams. And it actually helps you perform to the best of your ability. Laura said, if we had a circle about pie and divided into three sections. We have a blue, a green, and a red section. We want to be in that green section. That means we do have a little bit of nerves coming into the exams, but it's good nerves and it's going to help us perform. The blue section is where you have no nerves at all. You're so laid back and you really don't care that much about it. And then the red section is where the nerves and the anxiety of the exams have overcome us a little bit and it's actually interfering with how we're going to be performing and we don't want ourselves to get into that red section we want to try and stay into the green section you will see a lot of performers and sports people talk about nerves and talk about anxiety before a performance or before a big match and they talk about how it helps them perform And that brings me on to the next part is treating yourself like you're an elite athlete. So if you want to perform well, 
you have to have elite preparation. And that's what we're talking about today. So elite preparation to have an elite performance. You'll notice that if you ever read about athletes or performing at the highest level, they talk about three really important things. And I think this, you know, is in conjunction with students who want to perform really well. And that's sleep, hydration and food. I can't stress enough as a teacher and a guidance counsellor the importance of sleep to performing well in an exam. There's a very famous sleep consultant called Dr. Matt Walker, and you might have seen him doing TED Talks or he did the Joe Rogan podcast and that. And he talked about this study he did where they gave one group of students the entire night, as in pulling all nighter to study, and another group one hour to study a topic and then a good night's sleep afterwards. The next day when they did the test, the students did a one hour study and a good night's sleep performed better than the students who tried to pull that all nighter because your brain is not reacting well to that lack of sleep. Your brain needs sleep and your memory needs sleep to recall that as well. So it's really important to get your eight, nine hours even of sleep if you want to perform well. Hydration is key for brain power and there's multiple studies out there if you want to see the importance of hydration. Now hydration is water. I would tend in the lead up to exams kind of stay away from fizzy drinks, energy drinks, because they can often lead to the overstimulation of anxiety, too much anxiety uh, with the amount of caffeine that can be in those drinks. So maybe have a little steer away from those and focus on your hydration and your water. And then finally, according to the Harvard Medical School, there's a list they have of brain foods and foods that you could eat to keep your brain focused around the time of your exams. And you're talking about leafy green vegetables, fatty fish, berries and walnuts. And even the Harvard Medical School in that piece I read about them talked about the importance of hydration as well. So to perform at an elite level, which is what many of you will want to do, you have to treat yourself uh, like an elite athlete and have that elite preparation as well. I would also say that the mocks have to be used as a positive. This is, to, to coin another sports phrase, that to me this is a practice match uh, getting ready for a large, big championship game. We just want to get a sense of the exam experience. We want to sit in exam hall, know what it's like to sit on those chairs at those tables for two, three hours at a time. We want to hear those sounds that we often hear in an exam hall, maybe people coughing, pens going up and down, papers turning, and to realise that we don't want those sounds affecting our performance. And when you get used to them, they often don't. So mocks have to be used as a positive. Don't be used as a negative saying, oh my God, I have to prepare for the mocks. They're really getting in the way. Things like that. Use it as a positive experience. Here's what I'm going to learn from the mocks. Now, at the end of your mocks, what I would recommend then is to assess your performance, assess your strengths and weaknesses. And this can be a very difficult thing to do for students is what am I bad at? What am I good at? What part of my preparation was really beneficial? What part of my preparation 
uh, did not go well and added nothing to my preparation. So we'll take that little bit and we won't use that for the leave insert. But when we look at what worked really well in the preparation, this worked very well. That's going to be beneficial for me in June when I'm sitting my leave insert exams. So I'm going to keep that part of my preparation. And that's what we do to assess afterwards. Yes, you can look at your results as well and see how you performed. But I wouldn't be too worried about the results for the mock exams. However, you can sit down with your teacher, look at the grade and say, OK, if this is where I am, what steps do I have to take to get to that next grade? Where do I need to go? How do I need to improve? And you use that information to try and improve. One of the last things I'm going to talk about is the mock exams are kind of in around the same time as the HPAT exams. And people often ask me, you know, what should I focus on more at this time? And even the people who run the HPAT will say in about two week run up to the HPAT exams, not to do as many practice papers as as you have been doing. If you look at the HPAT exam, there's nothing really you can learn off for. There's no revision or anything like that. But what you can do is you can familiarize yourself again with the exam and you're timing yourself for the exam, which is really important. But other than that, there's no real revision or learning off anything. So in the lead up to the mocks, I'd focus on the mocks um, rather than the HPAT for those who are looking for advice around that area. So in conclusion, in your preparation for the mock exams, we're looking to make a study schedule. We're looking at the different topics we don't feel we know well enough and we're going to revise them a little more. We're going to be looking at passive study, which is past exam papers, more than any other type of study. It's okay for us to be nervous leading into the exam, as long as that nerve nerves don't overwhelm us too much. Treat yourself like an elite athlete. Prepare well. Elite preparation, hydration, sleep, and eating well. Use the mocks as a positive. Assess what went well, what didn't go well, after the mock exams. And like I said, if you're doing the HPAT, focus more on the mocks, I would say, than the HPAT when leading up to the exam. So the very best of luck to everybody. I will say best of luck to everyone in the preparation for their mocks rather than the mocks, because the preparation is key and we want to figure out what works well in the run-up to June. So the very best of luck of everybody, and we'll see you back here next week on the podcast.